What is Montrospective? It's what we say to ourselves and our attitude towards it. We repeat mantras over and over again to ourselves. If we're doing it right, they're positive, not negative. What we say affects our attitude and our point of view. We all have dreams and goals, but how many of us know where to start to make them happen? I am fascinated by everyday people who are doing extraordinary things, and I wanted to find out why and how they were able to be successful. I spent 16 years in radio, not as a DJ, but as a promotions director. I never had an interest in being front and center or putting myself out there as a personality. Fast forward to today, I have something to say and messages from incredible people to share. Simply put, I am interested. I want to know what propels everyday people to follow their dreams in the hopes that it will inspire you to do the same. We have one life to live. Let's listen, learn, and share our journey with the world. This is Montrospective. I am happy to feature my next guest during the heart of Women's History Month, simply to honor all of the women throughout history who have paved the way for us to own our own businesses and share our voices of support and change. Crossing Broadway, which started as a t-shirt brand, has grown into a movement and a website that features women-owned small businesses and brands. The creators have set out to change the world, and in November 2020, all during the pandemic, they launched their online market to help their businesses thrive. I'm thrilled to welcome one of their founders today, Tiffany Baumgarten. Welcome to Montrospective. Hey, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you. We just spent the first 20 minutes just shooting the crap and getting to know each other. I mean, literally, we were covering every topic under the sun, finding out we had so much in common, and we were like, why aren't we recording right now? <laughs> right? Well, like... One of my favorite questions I always ask on our podcast is what do you nerd out about? And we started the conversation with my nerd out topic. So I just like spiraled. Now, if you would have brought up like ghost stories and board games at the same time, we would have been screwed and never started recording. <laughs> well, I just would have silently started recording and you would have never known. <laughs> right. um, but we do. We have so much in common and we're both yes. from Kansas City um, and we're doing kind of similar things in a way. Um, but before we get into all of that, I yep. want to get to know you even a little bit more, but I want to get to know Tiffany as a little girl. What were your dreams as a little girl? What did you want to do with your life? So no matter what I did, I always wanted to make an impact. So it changed. Like um, we talked before we started that I wanted to be a radio DJ. Um, in that phase of my life, it was because I wanted to be paid to talk for a living. <laughs> I just thought that would be the best thing ever. Um, but I'm notorious for having horrible taste in music. So I definitely wouldn't have been the one to like break new artists because yeah. Um, I wanted to be a teacher for a long time. Once again, that impact statement, I wanted to, um, God, I kind of wanted to do a little bit of everything. Anytime somebody had an impact on me, I turn around and say, oh, that's what I want to be when I grew up because I had that point of reference. So Crossing Broadway just kind of evolved from that because I'm like, oh, this is a way I can make an impact. I know I'm getting away for a head again, but yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's okay. And what were you doing before developing Crossing Broadway? What kind of career path were you in at the time? So I've been in marketing, branding, and graphic design for about 15 years. I was a boutique owner, or a GM of a boutique. I was the buyer and head of marketing as well as with any small business, hiring, firing, scheduling, all that jazz. 
Um, I did events and promotions. I worked as a social media and program pilot test leader for Deluxe, where I handled about 65 small businesses, social media. Um, I was a brand manager for a local nonprofit called Hillcrest. I did the Platt County division and I was a social media coordinator for PBS's digital magazine here in Kansas City. So it's like you were in training your entire life, basically, for this moment. <laughs> Absolutely. We actually, um, without making any money, I had a website called Drink Casey, which when we moved to Waldo, which we no longer live in, but I started a spreadsheet of all the happy hours around us so we could just like try everything. And so many people started asking for the spreadsheet that I did a website with all the happy hours in Kansas City. Um, but that directory that we created actually led to creating the directory in the marketplace for Crossing Broadway. So that's so cool. A failed business that I never made any money on and spent ridiculous amount of time was the training ground. Well, but you probably helped a lot of people have a really good time. So absolutely. <laughs> I'm always about, we say our brand is for women who cuss a little, drink a little and want to change the world. So that's a little that's bit. A, that's a great moniker right there. That's perfect. Right. That's well, our, let's, our deal. Yeah. Well, let's start with you developed a t-shirt brand first. Uh -huh. Where did that come from and what gave you the idea for crossing Broadway? So my mom was the owner of Lottie Da, which was a boutique here in Kansas city for over 20 something years. And I walked in one day and I was depressed. I had just left PBS and I'm like, I'm just so tired of the way women talk to each other. Like the judgment the harshness, the, um, we don't personally have kids yet, but even the debate on back and forth on breastfeeding and you're not a real mom if you do. And like all of those conversations were happening as well as, um, body shame and the body positive, body positivity movement was just coming forward. But so much of that was negative. And so I was just talking to mom about how sick of it, everything I was. And she's like, well, what are we going to do about it? I'm like, let's start a t-shirt line. We'd also, as a buyer for La Dada, as a part buyer, and I'm not a skinny girl and I couldn't wear most of the clothes. So I did a lot of the accessory and marketing buying. Um, I'm like, I want a t-shirt line that's positive, but comes in sizes small to three X. Because if you're going to have a brand that empowers women, you can't stop at a size large or extra large. So we started there and we decided that people may not always listen to our words, but they'll always stop and read your t-shirt. So if we could build our brand and our message around that, then once we had an audience, we could expand. That's a really great idea. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of things were you coming up with for the t-shirts at the time? What kind of, what kind of things were they saying? Um, our first three were, I slay my own dragons. You are enough, which we've now launched in three different colors. And I'm not bossy. I'm a leader. That's awesome. I mean, those three right there are just so incredibly strong and great messages because you're right. And especially as a woman myself, um, you know, especially in the last probably five to 10 years, there's just been so much um, hate amongst ourselves. And I don't get that. I've never understood that. I mean, inherently as humans, we're jealous creatures and envious creatures, but we should be wanting to support each other and lift each other up and not tear each other down. And I tell you what, I'm on TikTok and I don't know why, because I don't use TikTok. I wouldn't know how to do a video to save my life. That tells you how old I am. Um, 
but I enjoy watching a lot of the content, but so much the content, you look at the comments and you're seeing these women attacking other women and you just, you know, you know, that comes from a place of not being comfortable with yourself and you've got bigger issues going on if you're attacking someone else, but you and your mom took it a step further and you went, no, it's not okay. And we're going to do something about Mm -hmm. it you know, where the rest of us just sit around and just like, well, that sucks. That's, you know, I wish somebody would do something about it. You actually took charge and started to make something happen. And I love that you did it with your mom. That's really cool. What was, what was that experience like? Or I guess, you know, in some ways you still work with her, but how do you two work together? It's interesting. My mom and I are really different in that. Okay. We're really the same, but because we're the same, we butt heads because you know, when you have a lot in common with somebody also, but from those conversations, we get the really great stuff, right? Like once you kind of work through whose idea is better or whose idea is going to work, you really come to a really great place. So we have to make an effort. My mom will say like, I just want to be mom right now. Like we can't talk business. We can't, I don't want to go down that path. So we've developed kind of that. I need my mom right now, not my business partner. I need my daughter, not my, so it's interesting, but when you have a dream this big, it's really nice not to do it alone, especially when there's somebody within your own family who you know has your back, which was another one of our shirts is girl, I got your back. Um, <laughs> so that's a really great aspect of it. I love that. Cause so many people within a family can't work together. There's too much friction. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you can have those boundaries, and know each other's strengths and weaknesses and can still play off that, it can create something really special. So she gave you all this experience, you know, early on, and you start this t-shirt brand to empower women to support each other and not tear each other down. Where did the passion come from to actually turn to supporting other women-owned businesses? So we had a really hard time getting the word out, right? I always call it the bubble. We do really well within our bubble. We have an amazing amount of women who really support everything we do. There's so many women I can't even tell you who own every single shirt I've ever created. Um, but how do you get outside that bubble is the trick. Even when you're running Facebook ads, stuff like that, most of your interaction comes from inside your own bubble. So we talked about it and my partner, Jen, who came on about a year and a half ago, My mom moved to Colorado and to help with day-to-day, Jen came in and um, we decided if we were having this problem, other women probably were too. So we came up with the idea to do a list, old school Rolodex where you go to the website, kind of like Yelp, but without all of the like one and two star reviews where you could search any type of business to support women. So we signed up for 1 million cups, which is here in KC and in like 50 other cities, did a presentation. Then we started going to like, Des Moines and Omaha and doing presentations there, Arkansas, we got, we had some really great traction in and then COVID hit. So once again, we were looking at, okay, we're hitting a time when we're not able to do pop-ups. We can't travel and network with women in other cities. Like what the hell are we going to do now? So once again, we realized, okay, we're having this problem. So are other women. So after holiday, we'd been in talks with holiday boutique. Is it going to happen? Is it not? And we decided to like create that atmosphere online. So this was always the goal, but it was like a five years down the road because I'm not a programmer. I'm a designer. 
And so I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to figure this out. So we kind of put it on the back burner. I'd done a directory before. Directory was in my wheelhouse. Um, so instead, I just figured out how to do it. And we launched it in November of last year and then started <laughs> recruiting women from, now we have women from 13 other states. And See, Google, Google and YouTube are amazing things because everybody says you can't do something, right? I don't have the training. I don't know how to do something, but you can literally find out anything you need to know with that computer or phone you're carrying around. Like literally there's a tutorial somewhere. There's a free class you can take. And yep. if all else fails, you probably know somebody who knows how to do that if you think hard enough, but that's where so many people get stuck. They just Absolutely. automatically go, I know nothing about this. I, I can't do it. Whereas you took the bull by the horns and went, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. Exactly. Well, and I have a minor in graphic design, but I graduated college in 2005. So everything I learned in college, every bit of like web design thing that we did in classes is completely out the window. None of that matters anymore. So for me, I have to, I 100% self-taught anyway, through videos and trial and error. And because if you're in any of these fields, you're invalid within two to five years anyway. Yeah. And it's so true because I, you know, was in college a little bit previous to that. Um, <laughs> and I feel like every, because I was a marketing major and everything I learned then had nothing to do with social media, had nothing to do with online presence, had nothing to do with anything digital marketing related because it didn't exist at yeah. the time. And so everything in our lives is ongoing education, no matter what. And if you want something bad enough, you're going to be able to find it and figure it out. Absolutely. And you did that. And I'm sure it was a headache and I'm sure it took a lot of time and you might've <laughs> yeah. had some late nights and some frustrations, mm -hmm. but here you are. Here we um, are. Yeah. So, fun, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so now you've got the online market up and going, mm -hmm. you kind of started, you know, doing all this, like you said, during the pandemic, which if that wouldn't have happened, you would have been on a completely different trajectory. Mm -hmm. You would have been doing more of these pop-up shops and not focusing so much on the online stuff, which the online stuff is going to open you up to so much more opportunity sooner. So it's kind of a blessing that it happened, right? It is. And it's kind of funny. You mentioned the pop-up again, because we started out saying, oh, we're the Etsy of or the Amazon of women owned, right? But I'm a firm believer that you can't change the world by like taking somebody else's yeah. platform or whatever. So that's part two is we're going to start doing these little pop-ups on the site with these women owned brands. They pop on our site for two weeks, they're in, they're out, they promote and they're gone. So we're working on trying to really set ourselves apart from some of these other platforms that are out there. Well, and talk a little bit about the type of women-owned businesses you had. We were chatting about that before I hit record, and there is a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not one specific genre type or anything. You can no. find anything. So what kind of things can people find when they visit? I mean, we do have a little bit of everything. So we have some home decor. We have macrame. We, ha we just added craft buffalo sauce, which our order will be here. We just ordered them last week. Um, so we're going to do some taste test videos coming up and I'm so excited about that one. Um, we have a clothing line, we have tons of accessories. We have a lot of Kansas city based businesses. If you're KC, a lot of them, cause that's obviously where our heart is. Um, yeah, so we just added a clay jewelry one. We have a hat line out of California. That's super fun and super cool. And, um, Sassy's new home, which is a local author here, Aaron Albright, she wrote a book for kids on how to deal with pet loss. 
And wow. it's the first book to be written on the topic since Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she's way cool. Her books are on there. Parkville Coffee is on there. So we have coffee. Um, the owner of Parkville Coffee is actually a novelist. So she has seven novels she's written and those are on there. Yeah. When we say we have a little <laughs> bit of everything, <laughs> we have crayon, like the custom name crayons. We have, yeah, a lot of really cool stuff. Our teacher. Your goal is to go nationwide. You want to have representation in every single state, right? Right. And how many did you say you had so far? We're at 13 so far with 32 brands. Not bad for four months. Um, ah. So our goal is we're going to work on having these brands that are on there all the time. So you can shop and find some great. Oh my God, I do even shout out my favorite. I'm snarky. Like our shirts that came out this year are make the world suck less and be nice AF. And I've avoided being snarky for a long time but I'm starting to combine the snarky with the sweet. Um, and our best-selling brand on the marketplace right now are these candles <laughs> that are completely snarky, inappropriate, amazing. But so needed right now. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. People are into that. They're into that little bit of edge. They are. I mean, that's why it's our best-selling our best-selling line so far that's on the site. And she's out of St. Louis. So she's local-ish here too. So don't even worry that your dog is barking right now because my dog is sitting next to me and just perked up. Like, is there a new friend here? Is there, is there somebody for me to play with? Oh, so, hey, our dogs are our kids and I totally get it. Like, no worries. I got her like, shut up. <laughs> Cause trust me, mine will start snoring in just a second. So you'll have to give me a sign if you know, you can hear that. Um, but yeah, I'm just, what has the reception been like from these women-owned businesses when you're reaching out to them and telling them the concept? Are they excited about jumping on board, appreciative? What's what's that been like? That's been a little trickier. Um, there's so many people who've tried to do like local marketplaces or a lot of like fly-by-night things. So cutting, again, cutting through the noise, if you reach out on Facebook or Instagram, you're automatically in that other folder you email people, you go into the spam folder. So a lot of it right now we're very curated. Um, we realized that in the beginning, if one brand handles things badly, it can turn people against every single other small business that's on the marketplace. So we require people to be been in business a year or two. They have to have professional photos. They have to have a good reputation and ratings as far as like on their side or Facebook. So it's really tricky to find the brands that have a good following, who have their branding down, who, you know, if they have a lot of sales, they can fulfill, but yeah, people who are looking to expand and collaborate, because especially when you're looking at Vita jewelry or clay earrings and stuff that are on trend right now, there's a lot of competition. And so even though our mission is to bring all those women together and they all kind of have a unique voice they have a hard time saying, well, I want to be the only one. Yeah. And so a little bit of that's overcoming. Yeah. Well, we can blame the pandemic on that a lot because I mean, in a good way, a lot of women, that's how they've had the time to start Absolutely. their own business. But you're right. There's been kind of like a saturation almost of all different, you know, kinds of things where now there's, where there was 10 specialties. Now there's 150 or whatever. And to make yourself stand out is that much more of a challenge right now. So, you know, I applaud everybody who has started a business during this time. I mean, I have myself as well, but you have to work that much harder to make yourself stand out 
from the rest, but I can see this as being one way to do that because it's just one more way to promote your brand that you don't have to, because you guys are doing your own marketing and reach, you know, outreach and all of those things. So, um, you know, I think you, you are kind of onto something that's a little different and a little out there in the best way possible. And I love that you're focusing on women owned because they need that extra love. They need that extra support. And again, it goes back to just supporting each other at the end of the day. I mean, it doesn't matter competition wise, you want everybody to succeed and be heard. And we need to talk about how we, how we, like I had any part in it, how you and your partners and, and maybe your mom, this may go back to your mom too, decided to name it Crossing Broadway where that, I know where it came from, but you have to tell everybody. <laughs> so, this is Jen's like, my partner, Jen, this is her favorite story ever. So when I turned 16, I grew up in Kansas City, obviously um, in the Northland. So across the river from downtown. So when I turned 16, my mom told me I could go anywhere I wanted as long as I never crossed Broadway. And Broadway is the bridge that bridges the Northland from downtown. And so since then, it's kind of become a symbol of like, hey, we're pushing the boundaries. We're going somewhere new. We're doing something different. Um, But the really cool part about that is that everybody has a different reason or connection to it. So my mom grew up in small town, Iowa. And when she moved to Kansas City, we lived in the Northland again, and she worked on the plaza, which was like the epicenter. And she went from like a small town belt designer in Omaha to as a buyer for swans on the plaza, which was like a huge big deal. Right. And so for her, every time she crossed the river, it was like the symbol of like, Hey, I've made it. I'm in the city from the suburbs. And so, um, and if you talk to Jen, she'll tell you a story of like how opposite way because she grew up in independence (laughs) so and now she lives up north so it's kind of fun that's that's really cool and I love the symbolism of all of it you know because again you're you know crossing a boundary you're breaking barriers you're doing all of these new and different things so you know when you hear the name crossing Broadway I'm sure people that conjures up you know many different things but hearing the story behind it kind of brings everything to life so much more so if someone is interested in working with you and being featured, how do they go about doing it? So there's a few different ways. If you want to actually list your products in the market, you go to crossingbroadway.com, click on um, partners, and then fill out the application. Um, if you're not quite there, but you want to be listed on our site, we're getting ready to relaunch our listings. That's coming in the next two weeks. I'm currently in design mode. So you can go... Um, and send us a contact us form through costumebroadway.com. Tell us you're interested and we'll reach out. The first, I think we're doing the first hundred on that for free. And then it'll go to $5 a month or $55 a year. So our goal is to be able to make enough to make it sustainable, but we want to promote as many people as possible. So yeah, that's basically it. Go and fill out or tell us you're interested. So are you keeping it just uh, United States nationwide at this point? Or are you considering anything international? So right now we're U.S. Um, just because we want to kind of conquer our backyard. But, oh, girl, I want to go nationwide. I want to go worldwide. <laughs> like The only reason why I ask, because 
I know a lot of listeners of my podcast are international. They're all over the world. And a lot of them are female-led small businesses. So that's the only reason I ask, because I'm sure they're all thinking it right now. So they're going to be like, Tiffany, let's go. Let's hurry this up. <laughs> I mean, I am totally open to it, especially if there's anybody in um, other countries who wants to kind of lead the effort in doing the research and helping doing some of the data entry because in order to kind of open up an area, we really try to have at least hundred businesses at first. So it looks like it's populated and you don't go and get super light down. So if any of you that are international <laughs> want to help kind of lead the charge, reach out and we can talk about what that looks like. I definitely would like to do um, Canada, obviously, just because it's so close. Um, but there's such like, especially in a lot of the countries in the Middle East and they're starting to do some really cool things with female and in Africa for opportunities for female entrepreneurs. So I would love to do that. Um, eventually, oh God, I was going to go on a whole nother topic. No, because that's probably actually going to go into the next question I'm going to ask you, which literally was what's next for crossing Broadway. So go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, two things, um, eventually the box which I want to have a subscription box that every single month you'll get products that are featured on the market, probably new items from some of our vendors. So, or probably once a quarter. So $50 once a quarter, we'll get a box of awesomeness from women-owned businesses. Um, and then once we reach a point where we're self-sustaining, which we're not at yet, um, we want to do scholarships and grants for small women-owned businesses. So for every $100,000 we do in revenue through the marketplace and stuff like that, we'll do a $5,000 grant for a small women-owned business. So that's my big goal is I really want to get to the point where we're giving back and helping these businesses. But there's a lot of steps (laughs) in between there, especially since we're four months old. But it's good to have that forward thinking mentality because you can start planning for it now and thinking about what it would look like and who could benefit from it. How much did growing up having your mom as a business owner influence you throughout this whole process? Oh my God. Okay. So, um, my dad is actually was an engineer and a partner in a small, like family owned business in Iowa. My mom has had jewelry lines. She actually has an amazing jewelry line right now called East 19th. She's been a designer her whole life. Um, and then she had Lottie Da. And then my stepdad was a food broker and ran his own business. So everywhere around me, <laughs> my grandparents owned a moving company. My other grandparents were farmers. So every corporate job I had, I hated with a passion. When I grew up, like our family vacations were like, hey, my stepdad <laughs> in Paducah, Kentucky, we're going to go with and make a vacation. So, but we take off school in the middle of the week, right? Like I've always had that flexibility and the ability to dream big and not like wait for promotion or wait for, so the impact of all of those people was everything, but also a little bit of a handicap because I was never happy in corporate America, never happy having a job. So you must feel amazing right now then. Um, yes. As soon as I can pull a paycheck, (laughs) I will feel, (laughs) I will feel like a million dollars. Um, but yeah, otherwise I wake up every day and I'm able to work on the factions that I want to work on. Like I can stay up till two in the morning tonight, redesigning my website. And that's when I thrive. Well, we talked so much about that prior to getting on the podcast is that when you're doing something you love, 
it doesn't matter. You don't have set hours of the day that you work. I mean, you can, it depends on what type of person you are, but if you want to work till two o'clock in the morning, you're happy to do it because you're doing something you love and it doesn't feel like work that you're forced to do. It's not like going to a job where you're miserable or you don't like the people you work with. You're doing what you want to do and you're creating your own vision. And now that you've got a partner involved and you're starting to build a staff and all of those things, hopefully that pressure will be alleviated eventually. But these are the pains of starting a new business. You know, you got to put in the time, you got to put in the hours, but you're not, you don't feel sorry for yourself about it. We just rewatched Lost, which that's a whole nother rabbit hole because so much better the second time around if you haven't rewatched Lost. Um, but yeah, that's when I was doing internal link and that's when I'd work, right? Turn on the TV and so much of that like tedious stuff. You do the tedious stuff in the office and you just have to sit there and like make it through. At home, yeah, I'm watching TV. I'm doing my internal linking. <laughs> I'm doing all the things that, yeah. And then we'll take off at... 30 in the afternoon my husband and I will play a couple a couple rounds of darts and then I'll go back to work and that makes all the difference for my yeah, absolutely it just helps your mental mm-hmm. mindset and everything too so you know if anything the last year I think has taught me that that it's more important to do what you love than about the financial gain because I'm sure like you said you want to pull a paycheck you want the business to be successful but at the end of the day you just want to make a difference Yep. which is what you start off doing as a kid. That's what you wanted is just to make a difference yep. in other people's lives. And that will eventually translate into giving you <clears throat> even more freedom than you know you could have possibly imagined. So I'm excited for seeing um, where this is going to go for you because it is such a unique idea. And it's, you know, featuring people that you know, are going to be inspiring themselves, you know, just seeing what all these women are capable of and the creativity, my God, the creativity the of crazy, everything. The stories. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we sat down and we want to talk about any, you give me one of the brands and I told you the story behind it. That's the coolest thing is like so many of these big companies don't have that like heart, like Kristen, who I was just talking about who owns Parkville Coffee, right? When she had her son, she had only owned the coffee shop for last, less than a month or less than a year. So what did she do? Took a seven-year-old to work with her, strapped to her chest and make coffee for eight hours a day. Yeah. Like women are amazing at doing what it takes and multitasking. And yeah, they're amazing. And their stories are staggering and the things they create. Um, Okay. I can tell you're an experienced podcaster because that's called a transition and it's a perfect time to ask me about your own podcast because you have your own podcast as well called Crossing Broadway Mm -hmm. and it's not so dissimilar from this. So explain to people what it is. So it's actually very similar. Um, Every week we just launched season two. So Jen and I sit down with one of the entrepreneurs, either from the list or the market And our tagline is talking about what works, what doesn't, and a little bit of everything in between. So yeah, we hear their stories and that's when I can really go down the rabbit holes because they're amazing. But it's fascinating, right? It's more fascinating for me to talk to a regular everyday person like me who has done something extraordinary and extraordinary doesn't have to mean you're making a million dollars. It means you had to take a risk in doing something that you believed in. Mm -hmm. And even from having to do your own Google searches and YouTube searches and figuring stuff out, Mm -hmm. it gives other people that same motivation and that same drive to realize, oh my God, I could do this too. I don't, 
Absolutely. You know, I don't have to sit here and live in that negative ego mindset that we all have that negative voice in our head that says we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We don't know what we're doing, you know, so I'm sure with you being an entrepreneur as well, it's great for you to hear these stories on those days where I'm sure you have where, oh, if I have to do one more of this, if I have to code one more thing, if I have to do anything, I'm going to, my head's going to explode. Exactly. But then you talk to a fellow woman who is, you know, doing something extraordinary. You're like, this is why I'm doing it. This is why all this makes sense. What's been your favorite story so far? Um, My very favorite story is actually from somebody who's on the list. Her name's Kristen Chadwick. She owns a, she's a speech therapist. Um, Jen's daughter has apraxia, which is, I'm probably saying this wrong, Jen, so don't, don't criticize me later, but it's like a disconnect between the brain and speaking. So she understands words, but before she can say them, she has to repeat them a lot of times, right? Um, so she has an amazing speech therapist, which is how they met Kristen. And Kristen, started her own business. She had a one month old who was failure to thrive. So she was in the hospital with her one month old. Her boss kept calling saying, you have to get back to work. You have to get back to work. And Kristen's like, I'm literally sitting here with my newborn in the hospital. So she quit. And from that hospital room started her own business and now has seven other therapists underneath her. She has like an amazing building. They're starting to go into dyslexia services. And so yeah, from that hospital room, because her back was against the wall she is now like killing it and making a difference for other women as well. And, you know, in a way you always wish that something didn't have to happen to push someone into that, Mm -hmm. but sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need the universe to tap on our shoulder and go, well, if you're not going to do it, we're going to help you along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but now she's making a difference in so many other people's lives, Mm -hmm. you know? So I love hearing those things. So I'm going to go back and check out that episode because I, you know, I want to hear those stories. That's what motivates me every single day is knowing that there are other people out there exactly like me that are not making the excuses. They're, you know, putting in the hours, putting in the hard work and making their dreams come true. So I, I love that you're featuring women specifically. (laughs) Another one that's really, really cool is Nikki Wiles who owns Ravenwood and she also Ravenwood KC. And then she also runs the badass women of Kansas entrepreneurs of Kansas city. She started out in all of these like shelves that she wanted on Pinterest So she went and like borrowed her dad's tools (laughs) and like made them and then like made a killing on people who wanted it and got super sick of them. So she now she started teaching woodworking classes to other women. Like that's awesome. And now she just launched a furniture line. So she was like featured on Carhartt social media. And the coolest thing to happen was all these guys started commenting like, oh, another girl who doesn't know anything as a model, blah, 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 blah. But she can only find her way to a sandwich, stuff like that. <laughs> and then this whole community of women that she has built blasted her hearts, like all these comments. And they're like, no, she's amazing. She's a woodworker. Here's her thing, da, da, da. And like the way they had her back, just amazing. And that story is on our podcast. And it's really cool. Well, and it's quite a flip now because those stories are being exposed and women are starting to realize that they can do this too. And they don't have to be, um, you know, hating on other women and all of that stuff. They could actually, if they took that same energy and put it inward towards themselves, they could actually do the same thing. Maybe do it better. Who knows? (laughs) I always say like the boys club exists 
because these men like took hold of men underneath them and pulled them off, yes. right? Yep. But women were told that there's only so much room for us at the top. So what did we do? We held them back. So men are pulling each other up and we're holding each other back. Yep. And it's resulted in this current society we're living in that's currently like changing. But in order for us to change, we have to pull those other women up. That is the perfect message right now, you know, so I really hope women are hearing that, especially the ones that I know are listening that are starting their own businesses. I'm surrounded by women in my life that are starting their own businesses. Um, And and, all my way. Yeah. Well, no, absolutely. And that's the thing though, is if we all work together and we make it less about competition and more about supporting each other and wanting to see each other succeed, the sky's the limit. At that point, you're not pulling them up. They're skyrocketing up. So, you know, it's, um, I'm going to send a lot of people your way. Like literally, as you've been talking, I've been ticking off names in my head of, Ooh, I need to tell her about this person and this person, and this person. Let's so, yeah. Let's make them our first hundred. Let's get them free listing. Heck yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, what advice would you give anyone who starts a business who wants to start a business, but has no idea where to start? Start. <laughs> like at the end of the day, um, you will have people who believe in you and people who don't in your life. There's going to be people who tell you you're crazy, especially in the current economy, because anything you have that's stable, you need to hold on to. But at the same time, it's at a place where all these corporations are figuring out how to scale back. And so you as an independent person, follow your passion and build that future for yourself instead of relying on somebody else. It doesn't have to be perfect. And you'll evolve as you go. I mean, the t-shirts we created day one compared to like now, And our first website and branding compared to now are insane. So the opportunities are endless. You'll meet amazing people along the way if you just start. That is literally what every successful entrepreneur has said. And when you're somebody who's sitting back and questioning yourself so much and your ability, I promise you what Tiffany just said is gold and legit and will work because that's what I eventually ended up doing. It took me a year of... Um, you know, what do I know about anything and why would I think anybody would listen to me to actually just go screw it. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do it. And we're going to see where it ends up. And I've never been happier. And it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I'm growing and and changing daily and learning so much. But if I would have just, you know, decided not to do it and live in that fear, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. No. And that is like just such a message to everybody out there. And the days are just ticking away, everybody. Mm-hmm. Time is, is fleeting. It's, it's time to start. It's time to do something incredible with your life. And I guarantee you every single woman out there, especially me, has imposter syndrome. They have the same thoughts you do. I avoid video and pictures like the plague because I had this image in my head. I treat, if you look at like my vision board behind me, or on the side that you can't see, but I treat a lot of very successful female entrepreneurs. Like they're celebrities, like they're my goal to meet. They're who I want to be. And so many of them have that perfect model look anymore. In addition to being super smart and driven and all of these things, they're also beautiful. And so I have this image in my head of like, you also have to be a model in order to be a successful entrepreneur, um, which isn't the case, but I guarantee you any self-doubt that you're not smart enough, pretty enough, good enough, creative enough is bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't know if we can cuss on this podcast, but it is. You can believe me if you need to. <laughs> um, I view you enough stickers. If you don't believe it, I will send you one. Just email me because girl, you do 
you do, you have everything you need. Yeah. And it takes us a long time to come to that realization because we've built up everything. Our, our head is scary, you know, like I'll be judged and what will people think? And what if I fail, you know, and that's been a message for the last few podcasts is, but what if you don't, what if you, what if you, that whole, what if you fly? What if you just succeed? I mean, that's what you focus on. Don't focus on the negative stuff. Focus on the big stuff. Or what if you fail? Work it backwards. What's the worst case scenario? If you fail, oh no, what happens? Yeah. Like work it backwards. Okay. Say you have to buy $500 in tools. If you fail, what happens? You lost $500. Oh no, you sell it on Etsy. Somebody else will take it to start their business. I mean, just work through those. What if you fails? Granted, Mm -hmm. I don't recommend like your hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, quitting your job tomorrow (laughs) and giving it a try until you've worked up a little bit of that. But Girl, work back to what if, what if the, what if you fail? What's the worst case scenario? I guarantee you it's not nearly as bad as what would happen if you don't do it. I think it has more to do with the judgment more than anything else, especially if you're trying to branch out and do something that's unexpected that Mm -hmm. people haven't seen you do because you haven't expressed it in your life, that it's something that you love to do or whatever. There's that, their fear of judgment and will, people accept me? Will they talk behind my back? And at the end of the day, who cares? None of that matters. Their opinion does not matter at all whatsoever. What matters is, is are you doing what you love and is it bringing you joy? And are you bringing joy to other people? That's it. That's all you got to worry about. And I guarantee you, once you start and you get involved in some of these communities, the people you meet that are going to inspire you so much are going to be 10 times cooler than those people who are judging you and holding you back. 10 times better, 10 times cooler, 10 times more supportive. So don't even worry about the things that get left behind. And I don't want to say left behind because there's a lot of relationships that you don't lose. They just change and it's okay. And that's another great message. I've spent a lot of time talking to women and coaching women about just having boundaries and not cutting people out of your life, but your relationship changes based on how you're changing and that that's okay. There's nothing to be ashamed of with that. Nothing to feel guilty about. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you're taking care of yourself first. And that's what matters. How do you deal with criticism? Horribly. Uh, (laughs) The facial expression you just made said it all. I'm so bad at criticism um, because I do have a lot of, I do have a lot of self, self-doubt. Thank God my motivation and my dreams are bigger than my self-doubt. So that kind of cuts me a little bit and I have a hard time like overcoming. The best thing I can do is look back at the positive comments at the same time. Every time we've thought about quitting, every time I'm wondering if I'm doing the right thing, I get a message from out of the blue from a friend or somebody I haven't seen since college saying, Hey, I'm following you. I just wanted to let you know, you've inspired me to X, Y, Z. One of my old coworkers just told me I inspired her to start her own company. Um, a person that I was positive to even like me in college sent me the nicest message I've ever received in my entire life about how big of an impact I've had and how she appreciates what I'm trying to do. Um, so anytime you're criticized to pull up the positive balance to it and remind yourself that there's two sides of the coin Absolutely. and hopefully that positive side is going to outweigh that negative side it will it absolutely will what inspires you the people i'm surrounded by 
because um, I always say like, I want people to shop the market, not for crossing Broadway. It's not for me. It's not for our numbers. It's to help these other businesses. Like these are so cool. These are the people that inspire me and that I want to make a difference for. And so there's only so much you can do in a vacuum and yeah. So it's definitely these other stories. They're staggering. And if they can do it, you know, so can I. And there's an endless amount of them, which is great. You know, it's like, it's just like having an ongoing, you know, uh, funnel of business coming your way because, you know, there's no shortage of women in this world. That's for sure. It's just, they're finally all waking up out of their cocoon and starting to do these businesses and live the life they want to live. And you're just helping them along the way with that. Well, and what's so cool about what's happening right now is so much of it that you had to get a job for before is becoming outsourced. So if you're not a creative person, cool. You don't have to start a jewelry company, but if you're a bookkeeper, become a VA. If you're good at organizing, organize somebody's email or go and organize their house or clean, or there's endless possibilities for businesses right now because people are looking to outsource everything, including major corporations. So whatever your passion is, whatever you're good at, there's a business for you, or there's a way to at least have a side hustle. People go drive for Uber. I mean, like there's opportunities everywhere right now. Well, it's the the challenge of taking off the blinders because we've defined certain roles one way forever. And it's just looking at it in a different way and saying, how can I use my talents and my abilities and what I'm trained to do to do something different? And it doesn't have to fit a mold. It doesn't have to fit what corporate America says or, or whatever. You can spin it and do all sorts of things. Yeah. And the more you spin it and whatever mold you break, the more successful you're going to be because you're not like everybody else. Mm-hmm. What mantra do you say to yourself that keeps you going every day? Um, the reason we actually came out with the, you are enough shirt is because a friend of mine, who's a life coach used to say it to me, she used to make me look in the mirror and say, you are enough. <laughs> um, and so that's probably that. And I think I just took it, um, choose badass more often. You always have a choice choose to be a badass more often. So probably those two. Yeah. And for me, it's just that reminder that I can do it when I hit the wall. That's good. I'm going to remember that one. I think I'm going to put that one up on my mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tiffany, I love what Crossing Broadway is doing to feature women-owned businesses. You saw a need and answered that need with support and creativity. So if you're listening and you're interested in learning more, about Crossing Broadway and supporting these businesses, you can visit crossingbroadway.com and on social media at Crossing Broadway on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to check out the podcast where you will hear even more inspiring stories from other women at Crossing Broadway on all your major podcast platforms. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave with the listeners, Tiffany? Um... Just when I say, like, we also talk about like not being afraid to start, don't be afraid to connect. Like if, if you hear somebody on Heather's podcast that you think is totally amazing, you think Heather's amazing. If you think I'm amazing, if you think like, if you look at Sarah Blakely, who's like my hero when it comes to entrepreneur stuff, reach out because you never know what's going to happen. And if you need that little boost, like just step outside your mold and don't be afraid to ask people if they'll be your friend. 
because we lose that so much <laughs> when we grow up that, um, yeah, don't be afraid. It goes back to learning that we're more alike than we are different. It just takes that connection and reaching out and not being afraid to, because everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to help you, but we, um, don't want to bother other people or don't, you know, want to interrupt their day. Well, guess what? Interrupt us. We want to be interrupted. We want to make new connections and new friends, and we want to support you as we know you're supporting us. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> well, perfect. Tiffany, thanks again for joining me today. Can't wait to go shopping in the yeah. market very soon um, and spend, you know, the money I don't have, but Hey, it'll be on It'll be for a good cause. It'll be a good, right. for a good cause. It all goes to amazing businesses. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you again soon. Remember, your thoughts become your reality. You have all you need to begin to make your dreams come true. Dream it, believe it, manifest it. Have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.